Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Sports. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. And we're proud to say good friends of ours. They'll cater your next homecoming, and we guarantee you that they will do a very good job. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Got a special guest uh, coming to us from the Big Island in Hawaii a little later in the program to talk a little Southern Miss football. But first, we want to go out uh, to uh, Heath Hinton at Big Old Nation. And we want to change gears a little bit to kick off the show today, Heath. I know you just had an extensive interview with uh, Coach Ladner. We had one of his new assistants on the show last uh, week, and, and we're optimistic. We think uh, – we think the basketball team is going to be improved this year. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I talked to Coach Ladner the other day, and he seemed uh, he seems really excited about what this team brings. Uh, you know, it's it's been kind of a journey for him trying to put this team together after uh, players that left the program to transfer, going to different places, then bring in somebody in another coach, and then trying to find all of these guys, and they really went uh, a just a route that's not much taken where a lot of international players have came in, a lot of players from out of the country that play basketball here at Mercer and different places. But uh, kind of an international flavor to the game and then bringing Austin Crowley in from Ole Miss, you're looking at a team that they're really wanting to shoot the ball better. He said the other day in his press conference that he wants them to play uh, like a Golden State. That's the way he wants to play. We'll see. Uh that's that's a tough way to play. They they got five guys that can flat out shoot it. Uh, it but yeah, he seems to be really excited about it. Look, he knows. And speaking to him, he knows that uh, he's coaching for his job. There's no question about it. He he knows you can't, you know, three seasons, nine, eight, seven wins. He knows that he's got to do better, and they've got to make tremendous strides this year. Uh, he's under no false pretensions of that. He he knows what he's got to do and. They're trying. They're working hard. They're practicing every day. Uh, he's excited about the team, so we'll see where it goes. But it's tough, guys. You just don't know because of the transfer portal. You don't know how it affected other schools. You know how it affected Southern Miss. Just not a lot of practice time for these guys to be together before the season starts. So uh, we'll see going forward, but he believes he's got enough talent to win on this team. Well, here's one thing we heard, Kelly. They got a really super talented 6'10 kid that uh, 
can handle the ball up and down the floor, play in the paint. From what we were told, can pretty much do anything. Felipe Haas is his name, and uh, and Heath, your guys have had a chance to really look at the skill set of uh, Felipe Haas, and so I want you to comment on that. But but first, I just wanted to comment that people can say what they want about Jay Ladner, and I get it. But the most important thing is that he gets it. He doesn't shy away from the fact. He's very he's very uh, clear that that he does understand the importance of of this upcoming season, and he had to do something that. There probably wouldn't have been, had a lot of people had the. Well, I hesitate to say the word the word courage because you don't know exactly the details behind it. But Clarence Weatherspoon is no longer on the staff, right? And so whatever whatever happened there, where Spoon isn't around anymore, I mean that's that's not an easy thing to do or, or have happen. So um, the fact that Ladner's not avoiding the question, but Felipe Haas is definitely the one that everybody's got their eyes on, Heath. Yeah, and a guy that has good shooting touch, uh, bigger kid. Don't know about, you know, he's going to be able to battle inside on the boards. Um, he's going to be able to score. Pinkney's going to be able to score. You've got to find some guys that can score to fill those points out, though, because you lost so many points left in the portal. Um, the question is, is this guy better than Stevenson? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, he's a good player, but they're going to need five or six of these guys that are probably going to be able to score, you know, almost in double digits every night. They're going to have to find scoring. Can Austin Crowley be that guy? Maybe so. Uh, of course, you've got, you know, Mo Arnold and Janaja Harris coming back, uh, Tyler Mormon, but those guys are defensive guys. Uh, so it's Donovan Ivory is another name that he is uh, a little bit excited about, 6'8", guard, long length, uh, from Boise State, University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, and UMass Lowell. So he's at Southern Miss now. It's it's going to be an interesting basketball season because I think that the the way he wants to play, he bought in those foreign players. And let's be honest, foreign players are what? Known for more fundamental shooting and, and that aspect of the game. So he recruited type players and needs to do that now. Let's see if they can translate it to the floor. He thinks they can. I think it might be an exciting basketball season. Well, we're pretty upbeat. And, uh, you know, we like Coach Ladner on this show. We want to we want to see him do good. And uh, with all due respect to the Sun Belt, too, I think it helps a little bit to be moving to the Sun Belt because as I, as I look at it from my uninformed opinion, maybe Conference USA is a tad better in basketball than the Sun Belt. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if it matters that much because they're both one big leagues. So you went from one one big league to another. Is the Sun Belt harder? We'll see. Southern Miss did have problems with a couple of mid-tier Sun Belt teams last season. So basketball is not that bad. But, yeah, it's probably not overall as deep and as good as Conference USA. So that may be a – that may be something Southern Miss can look at. Well, say, one hey, thing we're in I would a little easier conference. Yeah, one thing I would say is don't worry about how many bids there are on the league. What what you're worried about right now is maybe getting to 500. You know, and and not be worried yeah. about how many bids you're going to get from the but, league. But but because and Heath pointed this out, but because of the transfer portal going forward, I mean, he just listed two or three Southern Miss players there. That this is now their third or fourth team in the past three or four years. Every year, because of the transfer portal, you're going to have to re-recruit your players, and not just basketball. Baseball is going to, you know, and not necessarily at Southern Miss, but 
the transfer portal, you're going to have to change every single year. You're going to have to change your, your team. And so, so even if you go 500, Bob, and everybody's pulling for that, then you'd think, well, the next year they're ready to make another step. But not necessarily, because because well, some of those guys that got you that 500 record are going to leave in the transfer portal. It's like trying well, to rebuild the Commodores. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like Felipe Haas is a senior, so he's a one-year guy. He's gone. Um, uh, Nico Aguar uh, out of Chile, another uh, foreign player. He's a he's a senior. He'll be gone. So even if you get to 500, you've got to rebuild it. There's not a lot of continuity coming back if you if you do break 500 it's just a different day and age in basketball They're, the days of getting a player in and developing them over a couple of years and then them becoming all conference that's not going to happen anymore and as coach ladner told me basketball is probably the hardest hit of all sports with the transfer portal for a number of reasons but nevertheless maybe the hardest hit of all sports because you have fewer, fewer people on the roster. And if you lose you know, one person, that's a much bigger hole to fill than in football where you've got 82 guys on the roster, you know, not necessarily, unless, of course, the quarterback or some position right. like that. All right, Heath. And also, oh, I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish your thought. I was also going to say it's also the sport where you get one-star player in and it could change your total season because it's, you know, it's such a points-driven game. It's a right. points-driven game by person. So one player could change your season. So it works both ways. It's just it's going to be – nobody really knows how the transfer portal is going to work out because you're going into the second year now. I think after this season you'll have a little more idea how the transfer portal is going to work, especially for mid-majors. All right, Heath, real quickly, when will that when will that uh, interview be up online? Uh, it'll be put out Thursday. It's a question and answer. Coach Ladner, he's very open and honest. Uh, he was very gracious to give us that time. So – uh, we'll be looking for a Thursday, Thursday afternoon. All right. Oh, big old nation. Heath Hinton, thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate uh, all that Heath does uh, for the Eagle Hour and certainly all that he does in covering Southern Miss sports. All right. Uh, before we go to the break, I want to pass along some some news that was shared to me this morning, which is very sad news. The uh, Golden Eagle family has lost uh, a beloved member, Donald Hemeter Jr. of Waynesboro. Uh, a huge Southern Miss uh, baseball and football fan, we understand, and we were flattered to hear an everyday avid listener of the Eagle Hour uh, lost his life, uh, passed away unexpectedly Friday at the age of 54. So mm. we, we all uh, want to extend our deepest sympathies to his family, Donald Hemeter Sr., that's his dad. Scott Hemeter is his brother. Uh, Stephanie Hemeter is his sister. So uh, Donald Hemeter Jr., known uh, by his family and friends as Don Don, uh, a huge Southern Miss baseball supporter, and we're, and we're flattered to say a, a big listener of the Eagle Hour, dead at the age of 54.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation for joining the Super Talk Eagle Hour in the first segment. We'll remind you that uh, if you don't catch us live, you can uh, certainly catch our podcast. It's always available on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark. And campusbookmark.net. They're on Hardy Street and on the internet. And uh, they've got the greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere on the planet. The friendliest lady running any store in Hattiesburg. That's Miss Kathleen and a great selection of stuff year-round. Uh, I can assure you they've got uh, football stuff in now. Basketball stuff, I'm sure, is uh, coming as well. And uh, we hope that you'll do business with our friends at Campus Bookmark. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Bob and Luke, our guest from Hawaii, we had him momentarily, and we lost cell phone service. We're going to try to connect up with him again during the commercial break. I thought those cell phones work better than that, Sander. I mean, it's just Hawaii. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how cell technology works anyway. But uh, you know, Joe Bryant is our scheduled yeah. guest, and we're trying to get through to him. But it took a hell of a cell tower though to send a signal from the Big Island to to Hattiesburg, don't you think? Yes. For sure, but yeah. uh, but and Joe is in the booth every Saturday. You know when the Eagles are playing football and has a has a different perspective. You know of how things are developing. But right right now, Bob, I'm telling you this. You know we we made our picks last week when we were in in Collins and and wherever about the the games this past weekend. Louisiana lost again. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you the West is wide open, and now it looks like South Al might be. The team to well, beat. I know you were still making bail yesterday when we were on the air, so you weren't here. But we were looking at the schedule and going down the schedule. And even if you, even if you were pessimistic and said lose to Troy, lose to Coastal Carolina, there was one more now that I said lose to South Alabama, you could still see the possibility of a seven-win season. So this game with Troy. This Saturday, we talked, and it sounds like we're the public relations department, right? But we talked about how big the Tulane game was, and then Tulane goes and beats Houston, you know, in overtime. So this Troy game, and Troy's going to be, Troy's going to have a say in who wins the West. So if you go in there this Saturday night at 6 o'clock and knock off the Trojans, all right, you come home for a homecoming game, uh, then you got, you know, South Al coming down the road. Man, this... I'm telling you, it's not inconceivable that the Eagles could win the West. And not necessarily because the Eagles are super fantastic. I mean, they're obviously getting better. But it doesn't appear that anybody else in the, in the West, other than South Al right now, uh, you know, they're, they're not steamrolling people. So the West is wide open. And in the East, teams that you didn't expect, including you know, James Madison, um, is is right there and, and coastal when Appalachian State, the team that was projected to win the East, is there in the middle of the pack. So and this is good for this is good for fans. This is makes it exciting that that things are not a foregone conclusion that everybody else is playing for second or third. While it's on my mind and kind of off the subject, uh, I do have a note here from our engineer Houston McDavid. Uh, starting today at. Thirteen fifty three twenty one. He's pretty daggum precise, right? That's military time, so that'll yes. be one fifty three. Yeah, we're gonna experience a sun fade that's gonna last for seven minutes and forty seconds. That's gonna happen all week, right? In the thirteen fifty two to thirteen fifty three time frame. Uh, 
and those fades will last anywhere from seven to eight minutes. You'll not only lose this show, you'll lose all the Super Talk Radio Network, any satellite-based communications uh, broadcast company you will lose during the sun phase during those hours here in the southeastern region of the country. So if that happens, I want everybody to know that that, that is what has transpired. It doesn't affect, does not affect the podcast, only the terrestrial radio signal. So back to uh, back to football. So I had a couple people laugh at me a little bit. <laughs> I had one this morning, Chuck Abbott, he told me, boy, you sure are optimistic. Seven wins. So let's say you lose those three games. And let's say you lose one of the games that you assume on paper you could you're still looking at the you're still looking at six wins. I just I see a bowl game in the Golden Eagles future. I, I saw some of the social media posts and you know, you and I don't don't post a lot on social media, but but I heard somebody say yesterday, man, the Eagle Hour is hexing us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid that we speak optimistically about yeah. the team we love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It seems to be more fashionable to talk them down than talk them well, up. Well, another big game, obviously, Saturday night, 6 o'clock, ESPN Plus. I'll be at Troy. going to be tough. Troy's a pretty good team, and they're on their home turf, so that's not going to be easy by any means. But I can't wait to see it. I missed watching them play this weekend. I, I was pretty excited to see them back on the field. I'm excited to watch the game uh, Saturday night and just see how well they perform. Eagles coming off a bye week. That's There's a pro and a con. The pro, obviously, you can rest some of your guys that are that are scratched up and nicked up a little bit. But the downside is that momentum that they, that they had coming out of the Tulane game. Now you have to kind of regenerate that uh, to get started again. But, you know, Troy played, and so they've got, you know, they don't, they don't have the two weeks to get ready for Southern Miss like the Eagles do to get ready for them so there's there's a plus and a minus to everything but i'm telling you they go in and you got two teams that that really pride themselves on defense so if you go in there and and are able doesn't matter whether you win by one or a hundred right you go in there and win by one point and this thing could be i'm telling you yeah uh, could could be wide open you know all right switch gears a little bit i'll get your take on this i saw a great uh meme last night on social media it's a picture of dak prescott and he's got his arms up, and he's cheering on the sidelines, and it says highest-paid cheerleader in the NFL, Dak Prescott, $27.5 million a year. The Cowboys have an unknown quarterback that has done this. He has led them to four straight wins, first time ever that's happened with the Dallas Cowboys. Seems to be in total command of the team, throws the ball, controls the game, playing with immense confidence. How do you put him on the bench when Dak Prescott recovers from his latest injury? I don't, but they will. They've got to at $27.5 million a year. And you hit the nail right on the head. We always talk on this program, follow the money, right? Where's, where are there the financial incentives? There are financial incentives to play. Dak Prescott, you're not going to pay a backup quarterback that kind of money. But Cooper Rush, similar to the situation that Jimmy Garoppolo was in behind the old man up in New England. You know, when Tom Brady got injured for the few times, Jimmy Garoppolo came in, played very, very well, upped his stock to be traded, then was traded to San Francisco. New England couldn't have been more happy to get what they got for their backup quarterback. So don't be surprised if if, if Dak Prescott does get back into the lineup that the Cowboys don't start making some phone calls saying to trade their backup. Could what? Well, what could we get? You know, what what could you get but for some? Pres- Prescott has proven to be fragile. It's just one injury after another, it seems. But he's still, I mean, you, you're going to have to pay, you're not going to pay a backup quarterback 
that kind of money. Can we say overpaid maybe $27.5 million a year? Well, when you're Jerry Jones, he just goes and gets some more. All right, speaking of Jimmy G, I watched them last night, and they were pointing out that the 49ers wanted to get rid of him so badly that they didn't even let him participate in off-season training, that he worked out by himself in a field beside the 49er facility. Their boy Wonder gets injured for the year. Jimmy G comes in, plays very well last night, leads them to a win over the defending Super Bowl champions. It was convincing, too. Convincing. And I'm going to tell you this, and I said this last year, Kelly, you know, they got to the championship game last year. The sleeper in the NFC could very well be the 49ers. They're a rock-solid football team. It also tells you a little bit about the character makeup of Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. Never whine, never complain, just, you know, and and you know the 49ers were doing that in hopes he would become so infuriated that he would, yeah, that he would walk out. And he went to Eastern Illinois University, which is where Tony Romo went. I mean, Eastern Illinois is out in the middle of nowhere, right? And so your ego gets held in check at schools like that, and now... They are thanking their lucky stars. They right. didn't trade Jimmy he Garoppolo. No, he had no preseason work. They didn't even put him in in a game during the pre. They were so determined to get rid of him, and now, now they're kissing the cleats of Jimmy G. Well, not just them, but but from what I understand, Bob, your wife, Miss Angela, she says clearly, hands down, no question, best looking player in the NFL, Jimmy G. <laughs> okay. no que- well, she, she, she has interest in watching the 49ers play from time to time. Yeah, so, I don't think it has a damn thing to do with what, that. So what else does he need, right? He's got the endorsement of Angela Getty. Well, did you but, see the commercial with him during the offseason with the Subway sandwiches? And oh, yes. he makes a really dumb statement. And the lady supposedly, his grandmother says, it's a good thing he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but but Nana would always say that, right? No matter what you look like. Something tells me Jimmy G's living life. Yeah, right now he what, is. What do you think? Kelly? And it's again I'm telling you, the 49ers are thinking they're lucky stars, you know, they didn't no trade question. him. All right, we're gonna make another attempt to connect Joe Bryant, who is the spotter for Southern Miss uh, radio. We're gonna try to find if we can get a cell cell phone signal or some kind of signal to him in Hawaii. Our first attempt did not work. We're gonna try during the break. We'll be back either way on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, third segment of the Eagle Hour, sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. They'll have the game on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. You can be absolutely sure of that. Some great food and drink to go along with it. Uh, check them out, 4th Street Bar and Grill, our good buddy Slade and the old gang down there. Just a great place to hang out. All right, we found him. 
Joe Bryant, uh, a friend of the Eagle Hour, spotter for the Golden Eagle Radio Network, is on the Big Island of Hawaii, and we did uh, get a we did get a phone line established. Now, let me set this real quickly. Uh, earlier today, Kelly Joe sent me a text, and it, it read like this: We have had several people here on the Big Island ask, "Where is Kelly?" My response: Tell them he is at the buffet line. Uh, he responds, the International Ironman competition starts here Thursday. Everyone wanted to know if Kelly will compete. I said no. He went to the train, stopped by a Dickies, and that as far as he's gotten. He and I will compete in the Rustman competition. So there you go, Kelly. Well, I t- there was a time I told you that I entered a bodybuilding competition and won most abs. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. Not best, mind you, but most. Joe Bryant uh, spots for the Golden Eagle uh, radio broadcast. He's, uh, like I said, a good friend of ours and of the Eagle Hour. And uh, this is what I call a real fan, Joe, that you schedule your vacation to Hawaii during the off week uh, for the football team. Oh, yeah. You can't, you know, this is the perfect time to be here to celebrate that Tulane win. But uh, I will say this my stomach hurts so bad since I've been here with the Ironman competition. Uh, starting up Thursday, from the people from all over the world, from Sweden to Australia, Canada, and they're about one in two percent body fat. So I've been walking around trying to hold my gut in, and my stomach hurts so bad I can't stand it now. <laughs> Kelly, you'd be in back pain, would you, brother? Okay, enough. I, I regress. It's it's okay. I Look, I enjoy life. I don't, you know, I enjoy good food. I'm, if that's if that's a crime, then, then arrest me. Uh, no. you know? All right, Joe, so you took celebrating the Tulane game to an all-new level. You went to Hawaii. I went to Crescent City. You went to Hawaii. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, that enthusiasm that that Coach Hall showed after the game just made me, just got us excited and said, we got to go somewhere. Where do you want to go? I said, heck, let's head to Hawaii. Where else would you want to go? So we went to Maui for a few days, then we came over to the Big Island. We had a great time. Always do. It's a beautiful place, beautiful place to be, and – uh, just relax and have a good time. And so, well, it's got nothing on Waynesboro this time of year, in my opinion. But <laughs> anyway, Joe, I wanted to, at not just about the two-lane win, but really when you break that game down, the second half was about as good a football team can play. Uh, oh, no with, question. With no the, question. Yeah, I mean, people look at the win, but if it if they don't play anywhere, if they don't play half as well in the second half, they don't win that game. No. No, no, no doubt. And I, you know, I, I spot the defense. So defense is what I look at the whole game. And I'm just excited about this defense and, and the way they play. The, you know, the nasty bunch is back. You have to say that. There's no question. I mean, to me, uh, Eric Scott, Jay Stanley, Malik Shorts, Natron Brooks, the best, the best defensive backfield in the country, I think. But and, where it starts up, up, up front on that defensive line. Oh. Hattiesburg American was talking about that, how the the Waynesboro kids. We were kind of joking about Waynesboro, but they've really they have really made a name for themselves quickly and are letting no, no. because of the pressure they're getting up front. It's allowing other people to do their jobs. Booth, Ratcliffe, and Bivens are just unbelievable. You know they are. I, I, the only sad thing about the game that I can think about is uh, Swayze Bozeman losing Swayze, and that's that's just tough right there. He's you know with. With uh, Maples out, now Bozeman out, Santrell Latham's going to have to step up. That's all there is to it. And uh, others too. So, uh, But we've still got a lot of bright spots on defense to 
come through for us. Well, I think, too, Joe, is it fair to say we've got some depth on defense? and that's We the, do. Boy, that's the difference in winning and losing when injuries start to take place. Hey, it's it's when I'm spotting, I'm seeing different guys. I'm saying so-and-so's in, so-and-so's out, and it's amazing, you know, what what they're doing. And by doing that, they're resting. They're, they're you know, they're playing at their best by being able to do that. Sure. You, know, you don't oh, get sure. these kids in there in the fourth quarter. They're dragging. Sure. Now, I talked uh, after the Tulane game uh, to Jacarius Caston, the wide receiver that has such a great game. He's, he's like a kid. He was just grinning from ear to ear. And, and I asked him about the bus ride home, and he, he said it was it was so much fun. It seemed like it, it lasted less than an hour. Uh, I, I'm sure the atmosphere with those kids was like a big balloon popping. I know that's how I felt. And uh, it, I, I was so happy – for the kids and this new coaching staff, Joe, who I know have worked so hard to try and and start winning again and win the fan base back. Hey, this that Tulane game is a adrenaline shot. We needed it so, so bad. I tell you what I equate it to. I equate it when Munkin was here and we went over to play Texas State in Munkin's second year. We just had to win that game to turn things around, and we did. And we turned things around and played for the conference championship the next year. So – you know, it's it's uh, very similar. You know, we needed this game so bad, we got it. And now we we got some momentum to move on and get into conference play. And hey, who knows? Yeah, tell me if you agree with this comparison too. That's an interesting thing that you said. I go back to the game against Miami, and I thought back to the night Mississippi State came here to open the season, and we got beat. But you knew there was something different about that football team because they put up a real fight against a good Mississippi State team with Dak Prescott uh, as the quarterback. And, and even though you walked away with a loss, you had that sense things are turning around. It's different. Uh, oh. Did you detect that at Miami? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and it was there at the Liberty game. My gosh, that was a coin flip right there to the end. Right, right. So, Joe, you've. And we were. We were picked not to win that at all, you know, not even close. So you've got two teams this weekend uh, kicking off at 6 o'clock at Troy, two teams that are that are defense – their defenses are the ones that, that uh, carry the heaviest load. So which offense is going to be good enough to be able to score on the other? Does, isn't that what this comes down to? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and Zach, though, you know, the way Zach's been playing, I mean, he's, he's like a six-year senior. He's got ice in his veins – uh, you wouldn't believe he's a, a, a true freshman. So he's running that offense like, you know, gosh, let's keep going. And Gore, Gore's ready to have a big breakout game. Let's do it this week. And, uh, of course, if, if you go win this game against Troy, then you got a homecoming game against Arkansas State. But, you know, I, I talked about the, the double-edged sword. It can be a plus to have the week off, you know, to obviously heal up some guys, but it can also be a negative because that momentum that started against the two lane, in the two-lane win, now you have to regenerate. So there's two, two ways to, to look at it. What are your thoughts? Oh, gosh. Well, as much momentum as we did generate, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a problem getting back up for this. You know, we're, we're hitting the this – is, this is a huge game because this is our initial Sunbelt Conference game. I mean, this is – how much bigger can you get than that? I mean, we just, we've got so much in front of us and so much to look forward to. You know, and they're in, and they're they're uh, in such good mental shape coming out of that thing. So I think it's going to be really big, really, really big. 
Yeah, I had thought about that, but you guys are, are I guess I have thought about it, but it is the first ever game in the Sun Belt. It's the beginning of a new era. At Troy, and there's so many ties to Southern Miss going to Jeremy McLean, used to be the athletic director there, and and the athletic director there now came from, from you know, Southern Miss. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And he graduated from Georgia Southern, so there's so there's another, uh, there's just Sun Belt, Sun Belt ties all over these two schools, not to mention that Chip... Chip Lindsay Kyle used to coach Jordan. there. Oh, exactly. And you know, I read uh, something recently about the Delta of Hate. I don't know if you saw this article when they wrote about the competition that's 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 really building up between South Alabama, Troy, and us. You know, the Delta of Hate, and it's really, really going to be great oh, being good. able to compete against those two teams with our fans and and players that know each other. It's really going to be good. All right, before we let you go back to the Luau. Uh, I want you to tell me if I'm crazy. We were analyzing the schedule yesterday with David Eckert, and uh, I'm going down the schedule with him game for game, and even being pessimistic and saying that we would lose to Troy, to uh, Coastal, and to South Alabama, which I'm not saying we will. I'm just saying on paper you look at those as the toughest game. I see six, seven wins this year and, and possibly a bowl game. Oh, definitely. I see it way more than I did from the beginning. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the Louisiana game in the beginning thinking, that's going to be a tough one. Well, my gosh, they are just uh, not what they used to be. But then you look at some other teams, and they're way better than they used to be. You know, even Monroe's doing some this year. So, But I'm like you. I'm looking the same way, same way, looking for that bowl game. Hey, we really appreciate you taking time uh, from your vacation. One last question. B, give us an honest answer here. How many beautiful bikini-clad women have asked you about Kelly since you've been out there, Joe? Oh, God. I, I, I've lost count. It's amazing. I just it? completely lost count. And, and they're when, all relieved when they when they said he wasn't coming. They said, oh, we got a chance for that Iron Man this year. I, th- I thought maybe you were pointing at the pig on the table with the apple in its mouth and saying, he's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe. Oh, gosh. We really appreciate you, my friend. Hope you have a safe trip home. Thank, thank you. I'll be there. I'll see you at Troy. All right, Joe Bryant, everybody, on the Big Island of Hawaii. Yeah, that's. But Honolulu is on Oahu, right? Not on the Big I Island. Have no idea. I have no idea. Well, Bob, it, it was the last state, right? It was Alaska, yeah, the last I, state. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just with you. I, I think Waynesboro much prettier this time of the year than Hawaii. Oh, it's lovely this that's time of year, especially. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank Joe Bryan for joining us uh, from the wonderful state of Hawaii. Also want to thank Heath Hinton from the beautiful Jones County area. Man, we've just had him from all the glamorous spots on the earth today. D1 and D-Bat sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. It is a fantastic place for you to go. If you want to get the best shape of your life, fine-tune your game, whether it may be tennis or golf or whatever you enjoy doing on the weekends, D1 has a program for you. And if you've got a child involved in 
baseball, softball, well, then obviously that's a place you want to take them uh, for the best training and best facilities you'll find anywhere in the Pine Belt. Also, I want to thank Mobay Beignet Company for sponsoring the Eagle Hour and becoming the official beignet store of this fine program. And you were there, and you said uh, you were there with a client, and uh, another couple walked in and said they just heard you talking about yeah, last week. Last week uh, here on the show, I said, I said, yeah, I'm good. you had talked about Mobe Beignet. And I said, yeah, I'm going to meet a client there after the show. Got there about 2.15. And a, a young lady walked in with, with her family and said, uh, and she introduced her kids to me. And she said, yeah, this is who we listen to on the radio. And um, and she said, the reason we're here is we'd never been to Mobe Beignet. And we're going to try it out. I said, well, a good idea. So and I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll be back. Plenty of things going on in um, – the Southern Miss sports world, Bob. Let's start with women's golf. They are in Seattle, Washington. Middle of the second round, Gonzaga is hosting that tournament. There are 20 teams. Gonzaga actually leading the way midway through the second round. Weber State is in second. The Lady Eagles are 10th out of 20 teams in that field. Again, round two out in Seattle. The women's soccer team lost to Texas State yesterday 1-0. The soccer, man, they're competing in every single game. Just can't seem to get that, that winning or tying goal when they need it. Overall now, the ladies are 1-6-2 and two on the year. Mm. Of course, against Texas State, that's a, that's a sunbelt game. So the Lady Eagles 1-2-1 and one in conference play. Texas State 9-1-2 and two overall, 3-0-1 oh in soccer play. And, and Texas State... You know, one of the one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. Next up for the Lady Eagles soccer team, they will travel Thursday, two two days from today, they will travel to Coastal Carolina for a Thursday afternoon contest. Volleyball team travels to Louisiana Monroe. It'll be the first of uh, two straight games on the road. They'll take on the Warhawks this Friday evening at six o'clock, and then they'll play two games on Saturday at four. And they split this past weekend uh, with Troy. So they are now 10-6 and six overall, are the Lady Eagles soccer team, or volleyball team, rather, 2-2 two and two in Sunbelt play. And, of course, we talked about the football game starting at 6 o'clock this Saturday. A lot of people, that, that, a lot of, that word really has not gotten out very much because you still look at a lot of the things online and it says starting time to be announced. But it is a 6 o'clock start Saturday, the Eagles against the Trojans. And a couple of other news and notes regarding former Golden Eagles, former linebacker Jamie Collins. Just when you think that he's retired and done playing pro football, he has reemerged and signed again with the New England Patriots. And there seems to be a love-hate relationship with Jamie Collins and the Patriots and the Emperor up there, Bill Belichick. But Jamie Collins, once again, a New England Patriot. And former Southern Miss baseball coach Chad Kaye, as announced by Jones College yesterday, has signed on as an, as an assistant baseball coach at Jones. So uh, Chad Kaye coming back from South Carolina. Of course, he got out of the college game to be closer to his uh, family. Kids are in school, didn't want to move. You know how it is, the family dynamics. So uh, back into baseball, though, helping West Thigpen at Jones College. Chad Kaye, now a Bobcat. How old is Jamie Collins now? I know he's got to be. But you know what, Bob? You you tell him he's too old to play. You go ahead. Oh, no, I'm not going to tell him anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Yeah. Uh, Belichick clearly likes him. Yeah, he's been, you know, they, they sent him to Detroit. Didn't didn't really work at Detroit. Went back to New England. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, that always kind of seems to be his home base, right, yeah. is the Patriots. Then uh, was out of football, now back with the Patriots again. I watched the Patriots and the Packers Sunday. Let me tell you, the Patriots are still plenty good. They're a quarterback away from, from being a, a playoff team, and they, they played a third-string rookie from Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky and almost beat Green Bay with him. Yeah, well, within a whisker. And, and they, they might have a quarterback situation, too, there, Bob, in New England, because you were talking about Cooper Rush and Dallas and Dak Prescott. and you can, see, you can see the old guy going for a guy like Cooper Rush, yeah. Yeah, but but in New England, you got the, the young kid from Western Kentucky that, that played very, very well, and Mac Jones from Alabama you know, riding the bench. Do you put Jones back in? Yeah, Jones has been kind of so-so. You know? so, so, well, yeah. I think so, too, but – you know, I've never coached a game of football, so I don't, yeah, I don't know how yeah. all that works out. But I think the one thing we can all agree on in the National Football League, and we'll get to talk with Patrick about it later on this week, the Saints have got problems. They're Man, the most they, disappointing team in the league right I, now. I think so, too. I, I, they're just, they, just, they just seem to be a mess. And I really thought Dennis Allen was, was the guy. And he, he may turn out to be the guy, mm-hmm. but they better figure some things out quick because, I mean, you lose to – I mean, you're already you're already in the worst division in the NFL, I think, and then you're not in, and in dead last in that division, boy, things are Correct. things got to turn and around. You're in the same division with the Bucks, who although they got beat, they're the Bucks, and uh, yeah, so you're right. All right, uh, great show today, had fun. Uh, we'll have Patrick McGee to talk on New Orleans Saints football uh, with us tomorrow. Barry McKnight from Troy University is going to be with us Thursday. We've got a coach from Troy on the show Friday, so we got plenty of stuff coming up. Hope you'll join us every day at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.